0: if you take a good look at the calendar now today, needless to say that we are less than 30 days away towards the end of 2023. Now, given the fact that today, throughout the entire year, that we've been talking about the concept of democracy. Now, keep in mind, democracy is no longer just a concept. It's actually a structure that the entire universe and strive to protect and also especially to acknowledge the value of such unique structure. But meanwhile, we need to look at some of the countries today, for example, the nation of Ukraine and the nation of Israel, and given the fact the two countries today are still facing much greater devastation and the wars, and which had a greater impact upon the international community. But meanwhile, we also need to look at the country of Iran today, but recently, if you follow the news that the delegates by Iran win a visit to the nation of Russia, of course, those two countries are definitely raising eyebrows within the international community, especially for the West. How should we understand the cooperation between the two countries? And what message did the visit actually send not only to US, but also to other countries around the world? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, and who is the Dr. Choksi. Again, Professor Choksi is the distinguished professor. He's a former chair of the Department of Near Eastern Languages and Cultures. And he's also the former chair of the Department of Central Eurasia Studies. And now today, he's the director of the Inner Asian and Uralic National Resources Center at Indiana University at Bloomington. Well, Professor Choksi, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Well, Professor Choksi, I want to get started. As we mentioned before, not too long ago, now the Russian Iran sped up their work on what we called a major new interstate agreement, according to the Russian foreign ministry. Now, at this moment, as we mentioned in the intro, when we look at the Russian and also the Iranian today, Those two countries, number one, pose major threat to the US, but also they got good friend, for example, like China. Let's start with the first question. How should we assess the recent visit initiated by the Iranian delegates to Russia? And what message did that actually send to the US? I think that
1: these visits are intended To challenge not just the United States, but the uh, global order. And I would say that that is also ultimately a challenge to China. Mm. Because what has happened recently is that Russia and Iran, in disrupting uh, not just the political systems of the world, but also the economic systems, Mm. are disrupting the commercial links that bind. Asia to Europe, that behind Asia to North America. And so uh, the, the wars uh, in Ukraine, also Iran's involvement in the Gaza conflict, mm. uh, is, is posing a challenge, not just to the United States, but I would say ultimately even to China, to India. And uh, it's compelling, I think, the global order not just to readapt, but also perhaps to, in some ways, to work together uh, to, uh, in the long run to mitigate the consequences of these conflicts.
0: Hmm. Professor Choksi, let's talk about China. Let's bring China into our conversation. I mean, again, today we know that China today is the second largest economy in the world. Now, yeah. we know there's no denying that the relationship, particularly politically speaking, between Russia and China are getting much closer. And should we say it's really formed on this solid friendship. But meanwhile, why do you think or why do you say that this relationship between Iran and Russia actually pose a threat or even a challenge to China? Where does the challenge come from? And how do you think that China can understand This sidelined relationship between the two countries, can you go into a little bit deeper? Definitely, because
1: while there may be political relations uh, between Moscow and Beijing Mm. and Tehran and Beijing, the economic relations between China and the West are far greater. Mm. Uh, the, The economic relations between China and Iran or China and Russia pale in comparison to the uh, economic connections between China and Europe and China and the United States. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's those relationships that ultimately ensure the prosperity, the well-being of a um, far larger uh, number of the population, whether it's in China and the United States, but also in the globe as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think we need to keep that in mind. So, for example, right now, the disruptions caused uh, by uh, by the Ukraine conflict uh, does have an impact on Europe's ability to purchase Chinese goods. Because if Europe is distracted in a war or its funds are going towards uh, supporting Ukraine, that does then affect the commercial relationship. Uh, The war in Gaza, I would argue, has a far greater impact because while it doesn't affect China's American trade, mm. it does affect the trade of the entirety of Asia, including China, with Europe. Mm. Because now we're having troubles with a, a surrogate of Iran, the Houthis, are firing uh, drones and missiles at commercial ships that are going through the Horn of Africa and the Red Sea. So all Europe-Asia trade now has to divert and go down south all the way to the top of Africa, the cost of goods. And so what what these conflicts are doing is that while it may appear to be, shall we say, bringing China and Russia, China and Iran closer politically, I would argue in the long run what it's also doing for the entirety of Asia, Europe, and the United States is that it's disrupting, shall we say, uh, relationships that have a far greater impact on, on the daily lives of people around the world. Hmm. And that's something I think we're going to have to keep in mind. And I think that's something that the political leaders hmm. are going to uh have to have to keep in mind. Uh, let's not forget that uh alongside the United States, China does have a naval base right there in Kiburti, hmm. uh, in the Horn of Africa. And it has it there to protect Mm. So uh, this now, so we begin to see the the, the problems that can arise uh, when uh, when let's say a country like Iran uh, uh, and its uh, clients, in a sense, go wrong because they're affecting uh, the the trade of billions of
0: people. Mm. Professor Choksi, again, in this political arena, where when we say when we study political science long enough. We are familiar with a saying called, pick your battle wisely. I mean, again, today we're looking at the nation of Iran. Let's talk about Iran. I understand what you're saying. It is economic interest from Iranian government to China. But meanwhile, don't you think Iran is also playing a very dangerous card or even saying playing a dangerous game? by forming, what we say, a closer relationship with Russia. And we know that today, take, for example, China. China is not interested in meddling any domestic affairs. And China has been a good friend, always say even a supporter for the nation of Iran, You know, pure from this economic standpoint. But by forming alliance or forming this relationship with Russia, don't you think that Iran is actually playing a very dangerous game and because one day that China is going to realize to say, hey, if you keep on interrupting the world order, if you keep on yeah. disobeying the rules, I am not going to side with you. So how would you explain that professor?
1: And and well, that's exactly the point that I was getting to, which you, you've so very succinctly uh, put forward. And that is indeed, uh, Ch- China has had a good, very good relationship with Iran. Uh, and not Uh, gotten involved in the conflict between uh, the United States and Iran. But now, by Iran not just uh, getting close with Russia, but also Iran meddling in other conflicts that really do not concern it. Mm. Uh, the, 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 The Palestinian... Israeli conflict ultimately doesn't concern Iran, uh, but 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 Iran getting involved there, yes, it is. Impact, it will, in the long run, impact Chinese-Iranian relations because it impacts China's trade not with Iran. Mm. Iran can still send uh, send energy to Iran, but what it does is it's disrupting China's trade mm. with Europe between two very major markets, and not just China's trade, but India's trade with Europe. Mm. So the, if you think about it, you know the, the massive Chinese economy, the massive Indian economy, both are Asians that need to be able to trade trade with the United States. The U.S.-Chinese trade is not affected. That goes right that can go via right the Pacific. Mm. But the trade with Europe, the back and forth, that that's a dangerous game Iran is playing. Uh, and uh, and the while there are. Good relations certainly between China and Russia. Uh, Russia is an expansionist power in Central Asia. Mm. It has been for a long time. It seems to really be returning. Mm. And so then the question is at what point does Russia pose a danger for China as well?
0: Mm. Professor Chuck, so you know, one thing that today, when we talk about the nation of Iran, Everyone is very concerned, especially the West, regarding this ongoing nuclear weapon development. I mean, I think this is the equivalent threat as we listening to the expert to say that North Korea is actually doing the same thing. So in other words, the country is willing to sacrifice the concept of democracy in order to continue this development of nuclear weapons. Now, you're the expert Dr. Toxie, how do you think that China today can understand this much greater military ambition behind the Iron Curtain for Iran today? So in other words, do you think that China today is making this relationship or in this what we call the reciprocity, that Iran is able to collect something from China, from Russia, in order to continue this military or nuclear weapon Interest. What do you say to that?
1: I think that Iran feels that by that China and Russia can protect it, uh, uh, and, and by having political protection, mm. Iran can continue its nuclear program. The the I think the difference is that China is and has been a responsible nuclear power. There's no question. Mm. The United States, you know, once the Second World War was over, the United States has been a responsible nuclear power. Mm. The China and the United States and the European nuclear powers never threatened to use nuclear weapons. This is not something that is, but we've seen Putin talk about Mm. the threat. Mm. And we've had, and Iran, of course, regularly calls for the destruction of entire nations. And so the, the the rhetoric, I think, is important there, uh, that the nations may have the capability, mm. but there's a difference between having the capability and threatening on a regular basis mm. to use it. Mm. And the problem is that Iran, while it doesn't still have nuclear capability, does on a regular basis threaten to destroy its enemies, and while certainly at the present time, Iran may have good relations with China, if that changes, we may see Iran threatening China as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels it can threaten the United States so well, Mm -hmm. the the day may come, when it feels it may threaten China. Mm -hmm. So I think that in dealing with Iran, uh, we should keep in mind that the United States and China, both in their own way and separately, but also together, do hmm. to work towards global stability,
0: hmm.
1: and 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 while China maintains good relations with Iran, and the United States is not able to do so because of I would say at this point, lastly, Iranian hostility. Uh, the uh, the the change actually may come if and when there is back to your Central of democracy, when there is an internal change in Iran. Hmm. We have seen a lot a lot of civil disturbances within Iran. Mm. Um, And those have not stopped, Mm. those have continued, uh, whether it is a protest about how women dress or whether it's economic protests. So, Iran's regime is facing internal instability. And of course, as we know, one way in which James, deal with internal stabili- uh, instability is to look for outside threats, mm. and and uh, so I think we are beginning to see those uh, issues as well, and the consequences of course of that is that China does depend a great deal on Iran for energy, and maybe one thing for China to be looking for in the future too, is to diversify mm. its energy su- uh,
0: suppliers. Mm. Professor Choxi, I want to read a statement to you and I also want to get your further explanation. Now, according to the visit between the two countries, which Iran and Russia, the Iranian authorities have said numerous times that military cooperation with Russia is expanding day by day. Now, another piece of reality that we have to understand is right after this visit. Vladimir Putin recently claimed that he was very much interested to run for another presidential term for 2024. Now, internally speaking, you and I, again, Dr. Toxie, that might not be a piece of good news for the international community. But let's bring Iran back on the table. If Iranian authority claim that military cooperation between the two countries is expanding day by day, what does that the message that Putin send by claiming that he's interested in running for the president for 2024, does that mean that the military empowerment between the two countries are going to become stronger? And does that mean that U.S. and also any other major players should be very much concerned and cautious about such cooperation what do you say to that
1: and, and that's an excellent point uh, clearly uh, uh putin feels that he can rely on iran to be a supplier of military hardware mm. and, and that is a very interesting turn of relations isn't it russia used to be the dominant, power. Mm. and used to and Iran was the client. Now it is Iran supplying Russia with military hardware and technology. Uh, and, and I think the concern there is it certainly will boost Putin's ability to maintain the war in Ukraine, mm. but also perhaps use this use Iranian technology to maintain additional internal control within Russia. Mm. So that, that should be a concern because what that says is that we're not seeing any kind of leadership change uh, in Russia. Mm. But I think the other concern, of course, is what this means is that with the shifting of the relationship, where, in a sense, Iran is becoming the military supplier to Russia, mm. that poses a danger, I would say, less to the United States. It's a greater danger to Asia mm. because they, uh, uh, the, the, if if Iran is expanding militarily, that means it is likely to become more and more adventurous uh, in Asia, in the Indian Ocean, uh, uh, and, and and if Russia means that it too can expand militarily. Again, the dangers posed are to Asia far more, to Asia and Europe, than to the United States. Uh, And then, once again, this is a disruption to uh, the lives of citizens in Asia and Europe. It's a disruption uh, to the economies in the region. So I think we should all be cautious. Uh, It would would almost suggest that, in the long run, but at least the way I see it, I see a lot more pressure mm. to, on both the United States and China mm. to ensure global stability by working together mm. uh, or, or because we're, we're seeing Russia no longer perhaps having the capability of being sort of a global partner. Mm. And Iran certainly being someone that wishes to disrupt the global order. Uh, as you also said, it's a very dangerous game because uh, ultimately it, that, those disruptions could impact Iran as well.
0: Mm. Professor Choksi, while may we might be interested in knowing if Vladimir Putin is actually serious about his 2024 presidential election, but meanwhile, as we mentioned in the intro, the war in Ukraine continues. Now, at this moment, despite the exhaustion, the tiredness, and of course, even the worn out by the US, we don't know what the outcome could be. I mean, the current Ukrainian President Zelensky paid another visit to the US. And of course, through Congress and through compromise, he received more additional fundings to the nation of Ukraine in order to battle against Russia. But now, at this moment, let's talk about the reality, Professor. What do you think that if, hypothetically, that Russia or Vladimir Putin is not going to win the war, so eventually that he's going to be faded away from the international community, how do you think that Iran is going to respond to this, even what we call this hypothetical scenario, but meanwhile, we're looking at that almost the entire international community, except for some key players, that believe that Putin's fate or Putin's life is going to end it very soon, politically and also economically speaking. So how should we assess this hypothetical scenario, particularly look at Iran's decision today? What do you say to that? Well, then that's a very interesting point
1: because we don't know ultimately the outcome of the war in Mm. Ukraine. Uh, the uh, it could be that Ukraine will be able to hold Russia off mm. to a point where uh, it either Putin's uh, candidacy dissolves or mm. even if he is here, you know, it does return to power. Uh, he's weakened. On mm. the other hand, it could very well be that in the war of attrition, Russia does prevail. Mm. So we don't know. Iran clearly is betting on a war of attrition in which Russia prevails. Uh, But I think Iran is also betting that even if Russia does not prevail, Mm. that Iran has benefited by changing that relationship, that Iran now has become Russia's supplier
0: Mm.
1: of relations. And so Iran feels that its regional standing will go up.
0: Mm. And
1: its global standing will go up. So I think Iran is betting that win or lose uh, for Russia, that Iran benefits by having now demonstrated to the world mm. that it is an emerging military power. Mm. So, but again, that that also poses a danger because Iran is not turning out to be a responsible mm. emerging power. Mm. Uh, we're, 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 and and so that's and and that danger, as we are seeing right now in the Middle East, uh, Iran's meddling to disruption of commercial shipping has we an exponential, exponential impact. Mm.
0: Professor Chocksey, I got two more questions before letting you go. Now, let's talk about the war in Israel. Again, going back to the statement that Vladimir Putin put it out, and I want to uh, read it to you. Want to get your uh, reaction? This is what he said: he said, Putin has casted the Israel-Hamas war in Gaza as a quote a failure of U.S. diplomacy end quote, and he suggested that Moscow could be a mediator in the decades-long Israeli-Palestinian conflict." Now, how should we believe the words that Putin believe that the Israel and Hamas war in Gaza is actually a failure of U.S. diplomacy? How should we understand that? I mean, again, is that just only a political soundbite? Or should we say a political rhetoric study? Or he's actually going to do something in order to solve this decades-long Israeli Palestinian conflict.
1: Well, if uh, if Vladimir Putin can solve that conflict, good for him. <laughs> Let him go on and do it. Uh, the, uh, it, it is not just a soundbite, it's, it's a hollow soundbite. Mm. Because the reality is that even superpowers ultimately cannot solve other people's conflicts. Mm. They can try to, they, but the bringing they two groups or three groups, whatever, when there are groups in conflict, ultimately those groups also need to realize that it is in their interest mm. to find solutions. External solutions usually don't work. Mm. But additionally, Russia has very little clout ultimately with Israel mm. and any any clout it has with with the Palestinians is via Iran
0: mm. uh,
1: so they, they, it's it's a wonderful sound bite uh, uh as i said he's very welcome to to try to solve the problem uh <laughs> But I, I don't think that that there is much Russia can do in that uh, mm. uh, in that uh, uh, scenario. Mm. If Russia wants to do something, maybe maybe Putin should talk with the Iranians mm. and tell the Iranians to tell the Houthis not to interfere with global trade. Uh, because let's face it, ultimately, even the Houthis have really no fight in the Palestinian-Israel issue. Mm. So we have, you know, a third party. The Putin is meddling there and disrupting global trade in the name of Palestine. Mm. Uh, so if Putin has influence, he should use it.
0: <laughs> well, Dr. Choksi, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you the last question. As we mentioned before, when we talk about democracy today. U.S. is clearly standing at the crossroads. And again, regardless if we're seeing from the Republican side or the Democrat side or even from the third party a perspective, more people are actually saying that foreign policy should top the agenda when we are looking at the future leadership for the country. Now, again, going back to the beginning, we're looking at the war in Ukraine, looking at the ongoing war between Israel and also the Hamas. Of course, we're looking at the China and Iran, etc. From your perspective, professor, towards the end of 2023, how do you think that today U.S. it's actually, what well, we say, evaluating or even understanding this existence of threat from Russia, from Iran? And then do you think that China can actually collaborate with US on those two major countries, not bring them into this rabbit hole, but instead, we can put the minimum threat and restore the stability. Your final thoughts? Yes, and, and that is a very good point. The uh, Yes, the United States has
1: its own internal political term all going on now. Uh, countries often have their uh, internal turmoil, Mm -hmm. and the United States will have to to figure out its internal uh, divisions. But on the the other hand, it is in in the interest, not just the United States, but of the entire world, that the United States remain stable and a responsible global player. Mm. In that scenario, China also being both internally stable and being a responsible global player is essential. Mm. And the third part of that is for the United States and China to be able, despite, yes, us have their differences, but they also have a far greater common, common shared concerns. Mm. And as, as you pointed out, the, the need to be able for the United States and China work together for shared goals for shared global stability for shared economic stability these are very important because these affect far far large billions of people Mm. and uh and what we have seen more lately is iran and russia uh shall we say being disruptors Mm. but sometimes disruption can be good for change. Mm. In this case, however, it is not. Mm. What we are seeing is that it is disrupting far far more than it is creating conditions of good. And so, yes, my final thoughts would be that looking forward, uh, I think that the United States and China certainly have uh, or should have uh, common interests outweighing their, own, their disagreements, their disagreements mm. uh, to ensure both their individual prosperities, but also global stability.
0: That's right, Professor. I couldn't agree with you more because I believe for this year that one thing we learned is wars shall never be the solution to any international right. conflict. And of course, even though we are seeing the differences politically speaking and socially speaking between US and China, but at the end of the day, I believe there are still a lot of areas that we can work together yeah. in order to produce the better goods for the world. Because ultimately, that again, two large superpowers, as you said, Professor, can be different and can see an on an eye with everything. But there's no reason for the two countries cannot work together, ensure the global peace, security and stability. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Dr. Choksi. Again, Professor My Choksi. great pleasure
1: to speak with you, Will.
0: Thank you so much, Professor. Really appreciate your time. We'd we'll love to have you back on the show for our future episodes. But meanwhile, happy holiday to you and your family. Happy
1: holidays and uh, may, may 2024
0: bring uh, peace and prosperity to the world. Thank you.